Look at that. Be able to play. A lot of guys. Somebody lose break it. his fingers or something? No, no. Just a lot of guys don't have it after a while. They don't practice. They don't give a fuck. No, he's still he's still out there. Yeah. I didn't even know he's still running around playing. I thought he was just hunting all the time. <laughs> uh, and the last clip, clip seven, CNN's Jim Acosta, he was reporting from Trump's farewell ceremony at Joint Base Andrews, and he was drowned out by the music uh, during the ceremony that was going on. Jim Acosta's <laughs> over at Joint Base Andrews uh, right now. He's uh, one of the pool reporters. Uh, Jim, give us a sense of uh, what you're learning over there. Hi, Wolf. Yes, that's right. Uh, we can see the uh, gathered guests uh, in attendance right now for this departure ceremony at Joint Base Andrews. Uh, but among those guests, we see the president for Joe children. We see the staff, Mark Ellis, uh, his domestic policy advisors, people more. Uh, and other figures from the Trump era are gathered uh, in this crowd as well. When the president lands, he'll be greeted by uh, a color guard. He'll be greeted by a military band. And as you can hear, glaring over the loudspeakers here, you expect him to make some brief remarks. They do have a podium set up. They do have a lectern set up. So it's going to put side off the top of several measures. <laughs> wow. All right, like, is anyone by, in uh, charge? Of... You. They're playing yeah, Gloria where were you, dude? A little loud. Can hardly hear you. <laughs> yeah, They're just playing playing it. This is not a good broadcast. <laughs> Two minutes went by, and they're like, well, we can hardly hear you, so we're going to switch. I now. think the, the anchor was trying to figure out which song it was, and he finally came <laughs> up. With, oh, I got it. It's Gloria. He made a game out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I just want to tell you what's going on here. It's pretty wild. <laughs> One of the things we found is that there's a lot of people. We seem to have some cars and some uh, music and Ted Nugent. We actually have a, a, a myriad of problems right now. We've got cars, we've got Ted Nugent, we got uh, horns honking from angry Jews, we've got Black Lives Matter, we've got all kinds of things going on right now. All right. <laughs> what could be so important? Thank you. What could be so important? <laughs> it's like, oh, do you are you afraid the people back at the desk have nothing to say if you don't keep this up? <laughs> All right, Chris, we're running out of time, but since we're having yeah. fun here, why don't you do the package you have that we had stored well, up in the I, computer? Yeah, I have something I think JD would like because it is about trading cards. I went to a Magic <laughs> the Gathering convention <laughs> pre-pandemic in New yeah, Jersey. Did, if you you don't know what? Know. I'm realizing. I remember I heard this. Yeah, well, we, I don't know why we never got to it on the show, but I remember you went and yeah, it was literally over a year ago you went to this oh, thing. Oh, wow. More than that. I would say about two years ago at this yeah. point. Yeah. You're yeah. kidding. So for those of you that don't know, Magic the Gathering, it's a fantasy card trading game. It's been around since 1993 and it has a huge following. And there's a ton of rules and there's all these weird people that play it and they compete in tournaments actually for thousands of dollars. And just to give you a, an idea, this term, turn, tournament I went to, the grand prize was $10,000. So hmm. the cards themselves, instead of baseball cards, they're like fantasy cards. They have wizards, they have dwarves, they have dragons. And these guys get together and they battle them and to see who wins based on different variables, you know, in each card. So. I go to this place and I want to know what's the game all about because there's this whole long storyline that's been going on for years with the game. And I say, I'm interviewing people. Can you explain the story of magic? What is the storyline? 
nobody has any fucking clue what the story is anymore. It's so convoluted. It's like Star Wars on steroids. If you play clip one, here's a montage of them trying to explain what this is to me. Can you uh, like briefly describe the uh, the, the magic story? Well, let's see. Uh, the story. Um, well, that depends. I mean, it's a game that is very useful at. Uh, there's so many ways to win. Oh, like I, actually, I really don't know any off the top of my head right now. I mean, they did this. It was all supposed to take place on this one plane, and uh, uh, well, let's see. Just uh, how long have you been playing Magic for? Uh, 24 years. And can you tell me a little bit about the game, like for a layman who doesn't know much about it? Uh, not really. <laughs> so the game. Let me ask you a couple of questions. So the game Magic. I'll do my best. Yes. All right. There's cards you buy. Uh, you buy the yes. game. Decks. And then you yeah. go to the convention and you play with mm -hmm. other maniacs who bought into this game. Yes. And there's it's a fantasy. They they make up storylines. But how do you win the yes. $1,000 or the $10,000? How do you win? So they have these battles. It's almost like the old card game War. Except yeah. instead of just going, well, my my card's a five and yours is a two, I beat you. Each card has all these individual attributes, plus five water, minus three magic. And then they know through all these convoluted rules, oh, well, my card beats yours unless I double it down with this card. And some of these cards, I'm like, I don't know what JD's doing. Some of these are actually worth a ton of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars. And these JD, guys walk now, around... JD, here's something you can get in. Another, another thing like I can give me into. A lot of right. them look like JD. Even even pre I'm sorry, they look like you too, Chris. We saw them together. I'm, no, I'm very handsome. Um, so anyway, it's I, like I, a, it's I, like a poker for super nerds almost. It's like a crazy yeah, kind of thing. It's like yeah. bridge for people that don't leave their parents' basement. So right. I found one guy who I said, listen, just just give me one of the storylines. There's multiple storylines. Break down one storyline for me. And he goes, no problem. I can't. And I don't know. To me, clip two, he made it even less sense. <laughs> What's the most interesting plot point that's going on right now? Well, Chandra is on her home plane of Kaladesh in the multiverse. She's trying to help the people of Kaladesh break free from the tyranny of the consulate and stop the machinations of a certain planeswalker named Tezzeret. It's really exciting. Also, Chandra's a pyromancer, and in the trailer, she, like, blows up a giant walker machine, so she's awesome. And, and what's your living situation, by the way? I live with my parents. Do you think this guy's ever gotten laid? I don't know. I mean, like I said, right. it was pre-pandemic, and people looked like they hadn't left their homes already. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's a it sounds like it's a card game for virgins. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, a, a hobby. It, well, we we meet one guy later on who has a girlfriend, so maybe not exclusively, okay. but but it does. Okay. Seem but that he way. met her in this scenario, probably. Something like that, or, or a hostage situation. I don't know. So I love his explanation of the game. I mean, I lost my Tezzera. way three, wor and three words. Three words in. Way yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like three words. What's the most interesting plot point that's going on right now? Well, Chandra is on her home plane of Kaladesh in the multiverse. Okay, goodbye. Ow. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> it's like Marvel on crack. Uh, right. So communication was not anyone's strong suit. And I know I interviewed this Asian player and I said, like, just tell me about the game. Tell me about your experience with the game. What's it like? Have you met any cool people? And this is what he told me. Clip three. 
How long you been playing? I have played a long time. I started playing like from it's seven edition probably, and then I stopped playing probably for a long time. And then coming back from the Takir, and then I lose another one. At that time, it's like 2002 or one or three. I'm not sure. And I think it's interesting. And can you meet a lot of people here? They are coming from different uh, players. I mean, uh, locations from Chicago, from Pittsburgh. From Atlanta, if <laughs> you ever get to meet any cute girls, no. <laughs> JD, who you laughing at? Uh, no. the Asian JD. Say, what's so no. funny? Uh, no, not that yeah. much. Sounds uh, like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be your brother. Kind of look like you too. <laughs> All right, um, enough of that. <laughs> JD, you were there with Chris. Uh, I, I I think Chris went to. I'm not sure which ones he went. I know we, I went. We to... actually went to one before this. Yeah, D and I, and we didn't really get oh. much there. So th- I, I, this is another convention I went to <laughs> after that. This was a much bigger one. Yes, for more money. So the games you talked about how they play, how they win. The, the games are intense. Like each guy stands face to face, and they treat it like a military operation. They narrate each of their moves out loud. It's like a SWAT team storming a building. They, I mean, they t- it's very silly, but they take it very seriously. So here's audio I got of two guys really getting into it. Clip five. Clip five or four? Uh, f- five. I skipped one. I'll go okay. back to All right, good. Okay. Back to four. Sorry. Play a skittering heartstopper and attack with my vampire. I'll destroy territorial hammer skull. I will equip the cobble wings to my vampire. Destroy target attacking creature. Oh, he's crushing me right now. And then I'll cast a bishop soul. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, he's gonna beat you, look. Yeah. Use both those to block it. Ouch! Cast a shining aerosaur. Ah. Attack for one. So it's a whole if I'm playing the, of that. if I'm playing the game, does that yeah. guy, the guy who is losing, does he have to give his cards to the other dude? So I think it's different rules. I don't know if at this tournament they they had to, but yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you do. And like I said, these guys are walking around with suitcases. I mean, they take out insurance on these cards because they have these suitcases are worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> um, we go back to clip wow. four for a second. I skipped that, but I talked to this guy. He said he was a former football player. I asked him about his favorite magic card, and you know, like I don't know, but to me, it, it sounds like not a great advertisement for playing football. Right. What's your favorite card? Right now, it's uh, Scab God, just because of the fact that if you could put it out just on his own, wins the game. However, I put a favorite of mine is is Fractious Contempt because I actually had a funny situation with when someone uh, hush. JD, take- I think you should take this up. You'd fit right in with these guys. Listen, I, when I went to the one with Chris, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't uh, you know. Yeah. I, I felt fine. It wasn't like, they, you know, they felt kept like asking you were him what table he was sitting <laughs> right. Which Which round are you in, sir? They thought he was a player, is what yeah. he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm afraid, this one like guy, if, I'm afraid yeah. if Tom Brady keeps playing football, he could end up sounding like this guy. He could be know, at but, this convention yeah, yeah. the next yeah. time Chris right, goes. Right. Telling you about his favorite card. My torrential gearhog, and then the next turn, I decided to perhaps attempt their harshest taker, which let me get back my gearhog, and I used my... Hey, JD, if you hung out there, you'd be known as the smooth talker, the guy with the great <laughs> command of language. You might even be a winner and get the $10,000. Right. 
I'll, I'll sell all these cards here I have, and uh, I'll get some magic cards and see how things go. Well, to be fair, at least there's skill involved. I mean, you're you're playing a game. It's not just blind collecting. You know. <laughs> all right, whatever. Yeah, but the game, the you game know, is you'll stupid. You'll know magic like, the game. But the game is well, stupid like because you. what you're doing is you, you're flipping over your cards, and basically if someone has a higher card, you lose. It's ridiculous yeah, game. It, it's, it's super convoluted. So they have to call over judges and judges will go, well, technically, yes, that works. But it's like interpreting the Constitution every time they play a game. So Nobody will read the Constitution, though. They play this game. Right. They'll read this. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this one guy. But, I, but six, I'm thinking he, J.D. Yeah. plays this. He'll become like the Fonzie of all these guys. Like He'll be he'll be the cool <laughs> be one. The cool you know, George yeah. Clooney. Yeah. I don't even oh think that God, will happen. There's J.D. Yeah. yeah. He's hey, there's J.D. Guess, the guy who speaks really clearly. <laughs> hey, hey, touch. <laughs> I'll somehow still be the loser. No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think you found your crowd. Go ahead. Chris. Yeah, so this one guy, I see him, he's walking around with one of these these suitcases just full of hundreds and hundreds of cards. And I right. said, give me your favorite, because all these cards have little characters and quotes from the characters. I said, give me your favorite magic quote. Do, do an impression of your favorite character. And that's Clip 6. Okay. Please. This is Clip 6, yes. Yeah. Do you have any favorite quotes off any of the magic cards? Oh, favorite quotes. Let me think. Oh, sorry. I'm a little bit overwhelmed with the event and everything. Um, hey, princess, I've got some pickles and a slingshot. Do you want to go bother the maids? <laughs> Hard for me to think off the top of my head so quickly. Can you do an impression of any of your uh, favorite magic characters? I'm Garrick. I brood. I hunt. And I brood. <laughs> Mmm, hunting, brooding, Garrick. <laughs> I take it back, JD. That guy's actually more articulate than you. Uh, so he's, got, he, you he, he's definitely more uh, social than I. <laughs> and yep. he's a he's a musician. In this next clip, uh, I saw him. He was walking around. He was uh, had a guitar. I said, "Could you sing us a, a song?" I said, "Pick anything." He goes, "Here's one that's sort of near and dear to my heart." And uh, it was a very nice song. You'll hear it here, clip seven. Can you sing something for us? Now, disclaimer, I wrote this a different time period, a different emotional state. So this is more serious. And, and what, what's it about, if you can share that with us? Um, forbidden love. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> well, a Scotsman clad in kilt left the bar one evening fair. One could tell by how he walked that he drunk more than his share. He mm. fumbled round until he could no longer keep his feet. And he stumbled off into the grass to sleep beside the street. A ring ding did a little laddie o ring di diddly i o. He stumbled off into <laughs> the grass to sleep beside the street. Wow! You know, thank that you. time two young and lovely girls oh, just happened by. One says to the uh, other, I'm "This song dries out women like a dehumidifier." Like, <laughs> we we cut this down, okay? And we're in the middle of a yeah. convention, and even the other people in the convention center stopped to look at this. Yeah, maybe. What happened to the guitar? Uh, you said yeah. he was walking around with a guitar. He's not oh, well, playing. He didn't have time. He didn't have time. It was in the case. <laughs> you got to understand. He's just trying to look cool. He doesn't actually play the damn thing. Right. See on sleeping Scotsman. So he needs to go to a Renaissance fair. I think he could definitely crush he it there. He wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. Long and handsome built, I wonder if it's true what they don't wear beneath the kilt. Cool, man. A ring ding did a little eye. <laughs> he has nothing. This has nothing to do with forbidden love. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. Something under that kilt, I guess, is uh, yeah. forbidden. All right. Anything else sleeping from the... on the street. What the hell? Yes. <laughs> Anything so, else so from we... magic? The, yes. The... 
yeah, a game. So I, I told you we, we found a guy with a girlfriend. It was like a unicorn. He had a <laughs> girlfriend, and he want, I wanted to know. I said, you know, you have all these great magic cards on you. If it came to choosing your girlfriend over your card collection, would you? Oh, and here is his answer, clip nine. Can you meet chicks here? Is it a good place to pick up women? I mean, there's not very many of them. I'm a lucky one. I have a girlfriend, but... What does your girlfriend think about magic? Uh, I mean, she doesn't play it, but, like, she doesn't mind that I spend all my money on it. If you had to choose between your girlfriend and your magic collection, what would you choose? Uh, yeah, probably my magic collection. Definitely. We've only been wow. together for three years. <laughs> only three years? Yeah. Not that attached to her. Really. <laughs> it's a tough call. Yeah. Do these guys so realize my, the, that? Do these guys realize that the flashlight isn't a girlfriend? I mean, what is he right. identifying as a girlfriend? A three-year-old flashlight would be uh, yeah. not great. Um, so my favorite person I met, and I think JD actually was there for this, was a lady named Jacqueline. And I don't know if Jacqueline, what the situation is, woman, <laughs> man, trans. But I loved her, and the first thing that stood out was her laugh. That's clip 10. Do you feel maybe you're addicted to magic cards? Do, do you know what they call magic cards? They call them cardboard crack. <laughs> That's what they call them, cardboard crack. <laughs> this is so great. You know, you have a very unique laugh. Really? Oh, I'm used to people telling me that I sound terrifying. Like, like I sound like a serial killer. That's what I get a lot of the time. <laughs> Wow. Really? Do you think I have a funny laugh? <laughs> well, uh, I said, a lot of... So at least at least a woman was there, Jacqueline. I mean, I thought I'm it was all dudes. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I said, Jacqueline, uh, do you know any jokes? Do you know any magic card-related jokes? And she had one, clip 11. Okay. Give me your best magic-related joke. Oh God! Um, okay. I can I can do this. I can do this. Why does Bob Ross always lose at magic? Why? Because he only draws land. <laughs> God. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just flemmy. I'm like always flemmy. Always, without exception. Oh God! I started coughing up snot. That's bad. What's wrong? I started coughing up snot. That's bad. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. This really like is like ball. Revenge of the. This is like Revenge of the Nerds. I'm always flemmy. I'm like wow. always flemmy. So what a scene! And uh, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I really, I still don't understand the game. I think it sounds to me like you got to, like it's like baseball cards. You got to keep buying cards, buying cards, buying cards, and then you make yeah. up stories about your cards. There's but, definitely a little bit of like Dungeons and Dragons, where part of mm. it is the improvisational. You know, nature of the story, I guess, when you're with your friends. But um, wow. so I, lo I look at this Jacqueline and I see she's wearing a very dated looking outfit. I mean, it looks like bell bottom, something out of the 1970s. So I said, tell me about your fashion sense, you know, and in the middle of answering this, she starts calling over a, a judge to rule on her game. And which I <laughs> okay. thought it was interesting. Good, because we'll, we'll learn about the game, too. Yeah. Yes. How would you describe your sense of style? <laughs> you are such a tease. Oh, my God. Well, I know. I've worn, like, this pair of jeans, like, every day for the past two years. So 
That's like a pretty good idea of what my style is. <laughs> oh, you looking for Eric? Eric! <laughs> Eric! We have a match. You trying to call the judge over? Eric! I don't see him. Eric! Okay. <laughs> Eric! Oh Eric! Uh, wait, this is interesting. This is Tess who claims she plays The Gathering whatever that magic the gathering and has 30,000 cards what does that even mean oh Tess? my god hello hi what do you mean you you have 30,000 cards between my husband and myself we've been collecting since 1994 and we own i'd say roughly 30 40,000 cards and they're like in pre-made like we put them in decks so like you make decks of cards to play the game um, so between the two of us, we we have accumulated. So, so when you play when you years. play the game with other people, don't you lose cards if you lose? Not necessarily. No. It, it depends on the type of games and stuff you play with. You can like there Jesus. there's deck on deck games where you can lose an entire deck to someone, but it's like a betting system thing. And if you're into that, she's I don't so, understand it. But well, what all. do you do even... with them? She seems to be collecting. What do we them. do with the cards? Yeah. 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 Um we collect them and then some of them, like some of the ones we have copies of and stuff like that, you can go on eBay or on collector sites and sell them and you can get, you know, a few hundred dollars a car. So it's all What is going like, on in America? I thought everyone's hurting and no one has money. What is going on? Are people have <laughs> cards. My my we've had these for like I said, since ninety four and um you know, my husband and I play it recreationally with friends and stuff like that. Mm. Um, he's a retired Air Force vet, and we've, you know, wow. we've been musicians for the longest time and stuff like that. So, like, when we weren't Are you hot? stuff like that, we're... Are you hot at know. all? I'm you know. I'm 5'9 and blonde, and... <laughs> I mean, old? we have sex six times a day still, and we're, like, in our 40s, so... Wow. You're in your what 40s? What did you just You're say? Five... I didn't hear her. She has sex, like, nine times a day. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, on average, four to six times a day. And, like, even my husband's doctor at the VA was, like, you know, doing the physical stuff like that. And they're asking us all kinds of questions. And she's like, wait, she's like, are you certain about that? I'm like, yeah, I'm certain about that. Well, let me ask you something. <laughs> You're telling me your husband ejaculates six times a day? Yes, he sure does. Wow. And what do you do? <laughs> you don't just fuck him every minute. You're like, what do you jerk him off and blow him? I mean, I definitely give him plenty of head. Um, right. But, you know, it always leads to sex because that's what he prefers. So so you're telling me, so let me understand your schedule. Your husband's retired uh, Air Force. And, and you're, what do you, you do? Must do you be... have a job? No, I, I'm his caregiver. Like, I stay He's home and take him. care of him. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. how could she have a job, Robin? She's busy six <laughs> times a day. I she a job. It <laughs> <laughs> must be a phone marketer. I don't know what the hell she is. You're telling me, so you must, like, what do you weigh? Oh, I don't Be know. Uh, like, you know, stop it. I'm kind of a chunky chick. I don't know, 160, 180, something like that. Oh, oy vey. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> How big are your boobs? Um, uh, Double B, something like that. Me yeah, and Robin okay. are in the same club. <laughs> All right, so you're 5'9", 160. You probably got like a bit loose, like belly and ass, right? No, but it, no, no. I'm, I'm so actually nice. pretty. I'm pretty toned, chick. Yeah, because I was a dog walker for a long time and a dog trainer and stuff like that. So, and you've seen dog walkers and dog trainers. They have the best bodies. 
<laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> you know, uh, well, we I don't know. It's lot, not. A, it's know. not a good sign when you ask someone their weight and they start estimating their weight in twenty pound increments. It's like, yeah, I weigh one forty, one sixty. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, fluctuation I'm a, a laid back kind of chick, and, and don't really. My husband doesn't stress about it. You what know? did you mean so when you like, said you're your your husband's caregiver? She's blowing I him. Fucking him. He's disabled. Oh, he's disabled. <laughs> see, okay. he's, dis- he's not that it. disabled he's, if he's, he's fucking her. From the military. What What so, is his? Uh, what happened to him in the military? What? How did he become disabled? PTSD so he was or in the Air Force? Um, right. That's part of it. Um, he has like really bad memory loss and things like that after he got um, blown up during an exercise, like a training exercise and stuff like that in the Air oh my Force. God. So they discharged oh my him. God. Yeah. Do you he think his? <laughs> what do you say? Every day since I've been this, you get me through every day since I've been honorably discharged in the nineties when I got hurt. You, you get me through every day, Howard. I've been listening to you my whole life. I my memory is bad, so that's why I have my wife talk. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Do you think? Yes. Because of like the memory loss and everything, you're, th- th- that's what leads to your incredible libido. Like in other words. You're clear of any kind of neuroses or anything. So your superpower now is that you could come six times a day in a sense. Like you're not, you know, you're not distracted. Yeah, I mean, my my wife wasn't sexual at all till she met me. And when we, when we first met, we were kind of just like friends. When it happened, she was just like, oh, my God, I didn't know sex could be like that. And for, like, I guess since 2006 when we met, and we've been married now for 12 years, it's been, you know, any, any few hours or any time we get a chance. I mean, you know, the, the kids are in the other room reading a book. We run into the bathroom real quick. I mean, <laughs> I'm in my 40s, and I still got libido from, but, you know, I think you're right. Maybe the memory loss and stuff like that, because most of the things is uh, my memory from when I was younger, like, prior to up getting injured in the Air Force, because I was EOD, explosive ordnance disposal. I got blown off. I hit my head. Jesus, hey, let me ask you something, because you're some fucking yep. stud. I mean, first of all, the fact that you served, you know how I feel about that. You're, you're a better man than I'll ever be. But, you Thank know. Thank you, Howard. You, you're, you're everything to me. <laughs> well, thanks for saying that, but you, you're everything to me because you're my hero. If you're fucking six times a day in your 40s, this is impressive. Uh, so when you wake yeah, up in the morning, the doctor said, and we, we always wanted to call you up and ask or like talk to Rodney, like, is that unusual? Because one of the nurses was talking to my wife and wanted to put us in a study. And we were in a study for like, I, I don't, I forget, like a few days or um, maybe a month or so. My, my wife could tell you, but it was, um, it was pretty weird. And so we always wanted to ask you about that, but <laughs> never found a thing. Well, you know, magic, but uh, like uh, even Ronnie, <laughs> even Ronnie can't do that, man. I'm telling you, uh, this is amazing. So you wake up in the morning, and and, uh-huh. and and what does she do? She she wakes you up by jerking you off, or or what? What is the routine no, here? No, like like most of the time, most of the time it isn't even like like that. Like I could just lay on top of her, and we can just kind of like kiss, and it just sort of happens. Now, like hmm. when we finally put the kids to bed, since my youngest is autistic, he may not go to bed until like two or three o'clock in the morning. So then we'll like have sex, pass out, wake up like a half an hour later, have sex again, 
And then, like, sometime in the morning, we'll wake up, have sex, listen to you guys, and then if the kids aren't up, we'll do it again. And, and then kind of, like, just wait all day until, like, you know, we either get a chance to run into the bathroom or, you know, and so she puts the young, youngest to, to sleep. <laughs> wow. She must be one sexy too. So I'm like, I'm like tattooed from head to toe with tattoos because she's just an amazing, amazing talent. Like she's just amazing talent on everything. And I just, does she fuck in some unusual way? But let let me ask you something. Are are you ejaculating each time you, you bang her? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You are. Yes, I am. And and, and And, does she do something unusual? Because you probably had sex with other women, you know, before her. Uh, it sounds to me uh, like she's... You know, actually, that, that's another thing that's kind of weird, because, like, she she was never, you know, she never had any kind of relationships, and I was only with, like, three girls. Like, I never really wanted to experience sex until I was fully, you know, like, in love with somebody, and that's another thing, too, because I, I think too many people that... I've known friends that had sex with, like, they're like, oh, I don't know, uh, 15, 30 girls a year since I was 15, and then you're, like, you're, like, in the, like, triple digits and you know if it's like that then you know maybe it's not as special you know maybe Who does she look like that's I famous know. i gotta know take give me an idea what this uh this uh, this minx looks like kathy Bates. oh um mm. no seriously no who do you um, look like do you look like sharon stone maybe what? Oh God, I wish. <laughs> Who did no, he say? More like the, the girl, more more like the girl that played in Labyrinth. Have that kind of Labyrinth. Like Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Oh yeah. wow, she's beautiful. Now, that, now that, you're talking like, that shape of face and those kind of eyebrows and stuff. So, I mean, like you know, that's one of the really? things that hooked my husband. And yeah, I look like Trent Reznor. I guess <laughs> <laughs> more like Jason Navarro, but yeah. <laughs> What he say? He looks like Trent Reznor like, or Dave Navarro. Oh, that's not a yeah, bad look. So we got Dave Navarro fucking uh, Jennifer Connelly. No wonder <laughs> you two are all sexed up. I can see that. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. First of all, your husband is a hero to me. Yes. He I'm sure glad is. you're. I'm glad you're fucking this guy six times a day. Who I don't else know why deserves to be? fuck six times a day that's by right. the way you know, all our heroes in Every the military deserve does, to be honestly. fucked six times a day and i thought trump maybe he said he was uh for the military i thought he'd get that done but i didn't see it <laughs> happening uh, uh but it's good that it's One happening over there troops. i don't know how you have time to play that magic the game but uh i'll tell you six times a day doesn't leave you a lot of time for everything and what's even more remarkable and i want to point this out to my audience this man is rolling on top of his wife Coming and then waiting a half hour. Coming again, rolling on top again. You're talking about a tremendous libido from our hero. Uh, what about he, anal? Is he, that on the table? A, no, he doesn't enjoy that. Oh, I see. But you'd be he able tried to do it, it. And it's not yep. his thing. Yeah. Do you like I it? I mean, you know. I did like it when we did it. I mean, it's not right. really my thing. But, you know, if he liked it and he wanted to explore that and do that, I'd be totally open to it. But You're not putting sound. anything in thing. his butt, are you? No, no. I mean, if he no, wanted to, come me on. To, this is a military not. man. What did Robert shame on you? I'm just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all this sex no, going on, have they, ha, with all this sex going on, have the kids ever caught you having sex? I would imagine they have. No, the oldest, like, 
has kind of nearly run into the room before, but it has we haven't mm-hmm. ever got caught. Mm-hmm. Right. And his <laughs> so penis is well. very big, I would imagine. <laughs> um, what do you say? Like eight or nine? Uh-oh. I never measured it. Yeah, it's like... It's like you keep telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> Eight well, or nine, hurts. and you never measured it. If I had eight or nine, I'd measure it every half hour. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just because I you couldn't believe my measure. luck. <laughs> and what about you? What are you loud during sex? I would imagine you make a lot of noise. I don't see you as inhibited. I have to try very hard not to, because we do have young kids in the house. What do you sound like during sex? No. I got to know. What do you do? What kind of noises? I mean, just whatever happens. I mean, I'm not like. I'm not one of those girls who's like, you know, a porn girl, like, oh, baby, you know, or whatever, or anything like that. But, you know, Give it's just kind of whatever happens Put the, the phone down next to you guys. Have sex now. I want to hear what goes <laughs> on. <laughs> we must totally would, but my, <laughs> my son's in the living room, so. <laughs> who cares? Lock the door, your friend. Our sex sessions, uh, it'll take up the rest of your show, though, because we usually have sex for, like, what? I always say it's like five, ten minutes, and you're telling me it's like a half an hour or more. So. You go for like 15, 20 minutes uh, for wow. a quickie. It's like 15 well, I don't minutes. have that kind of time. I mean, <laughs> do you you know, do you know, ever role play as the magic characters where you dress up and pretend while you're having sex? No, Howard. We're cool people. Yeah. I get, oh, you're very cool. Oh, listen, no, I already got the coolest. Shoes. I don't need to put on makeup. <laughs> right. Well, no, you we, know, were, the, we were musicians and stuff like that back in the late '90s. So, like, you know, this is kind of I went to the same school as the uh, as Jimmy Franks, Jimmy Papalia. Actually, I went to Perkyo and Valley High School, and that's where the uh, lead singer Bloodhound Gang came from. I kind oh. of knew those guys and met up with some of the people like around that thing, and we played around the area. I was. Um, managed by this guy named Spider from Pure Hell, and it was the first ever all-black black punk band. They were, like, in the uh, Guinness Book or Hall of Fame for that. Um, and he unfortunately died when we were moving out to Los Angeles. And at the time, I had a song that played, um, like, in Philadelphia and, like, a couple of other cities for their loud local. And that's actually where um, Tess ended up hearing and we started talking online and then we we met up kind of like as friends and you know it just you know she became my best friend and i i think that's a thing too because i've talked to so many guys that they're they don't even hang out with her wife or you know they mm. they don't even know anything about them so. yeah, that's sort of like uh the jd story uh you know he didn't get laid a lot and now you know he can't leave his wife's side it's unbelievable but uh, let's get back to your big cock so, mm. uh, no. <laughs> anyway, listen, fascinating story. Thank you uh, for sharing with us. And again, uh, uh, thank you for being a hero. Thank you okay? so much, Howard. You thank bet. you so much, Howard, for, for, for staying on here for so long. I mean, when you switched to Sirius, I was literally crying on that farewell show, and I taped it on cassette. And, like, sometimes when you're not on air or, like, you know, like, I, I forget things. So sometimes, like, if if... I'm like having bad memories of the military or something like that. Like my wife might pull out the old cassette player and we'll like listen to it together. Cause we really listened to a lot of you, even through growing up in the eighties, you know, both of us. Yeah. I mean, you're basically our dad. Cause like, I, I never had any parents 
Um, you know, I was pretty much adopted because I was Native American in 1981. The government came in and shot all the adults in South Dakota and sent us to orphanages. And Man. my wife, you know, she was basically living under bridges and stuff like that because her mom was a really bad prostitute. She could tell you stories <laughs> when she was like backstage WWE matches and seeing her mom getting railed by, uh, what are the road warriors? <laughs> oh my God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Hawk and Animal? Listen to me. Listen to Take me. it easy. Listen to me. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> Let me, listen. I don't know what the hell you guys are up to, but thank God you're fucking like rabbits. That's all I can say. All right. God I'm glad bless. you're thank happy you. now. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Jeez. That is some story. I don't wow. know what he said there at the end. I lost. That's a movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I couldn't follow some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Who is fucking? Warrior, I don't know. Road war. What is road war? They were WWE stars. Yeah. Hawk and animal. <laughs> oh, and what 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 what, what was this? All right. Her mom was whatever. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who her mom was, and I don't know who Road Warrior is either. There was an expletive that was made. Oh, uh. <laughs> That was a rather unsavory conversation at the end. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it sounds like uh, I couldn't follow at the end there, but uh, it seems like uh, that young lady's vagina deserves a purple heart. <laughs> She's getting railroaded every single day at Rammed. Wow. So that's who you meet yeah. at, these, uh, at these conventions, Howard. i tell you. <laughs> People like that. Well, that's how he keeps doing it. He forgot he did it before. That's what I was thinking. I, fu- did it, I think the young man said he fucks her, and then 10 minutes later he forgets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Well, any w- anything else from, uh, excuse me, yeah, Magic the Gathering? You know. <laughs> I don't know if we can take much more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one last thing here. Uh, I never found out what the story of the game was or really how it was played, but three things, three common themes were evident. Everyone I interviewed spent a ton of money on cards. Everyone spent way too much time playing Magic the Gathering. And of course, nobody seemed to have a job. So here's a montage of people telling me this. The 13. Do you believe in magic? How much money would you say you've spent on magic in your lifetime? Easily thousands. Probably close to 50,000. Probably like 40 grand, give or take. Well over, uh, probably close to 15, 20 grand. Probably close to 12, 13,000. I don't know, maybe 10 grand by this point, at least. How many hours would you say you put into magic in a week? Probably like 50. Somewhere between 10 and 20 hours a week for like six years. So how do you make a living now? If you... I don't make a living now. I'm, I'm uh, on a fixed income. I'm disabled. I'm between jobs right at the moment. I'm unfortunately unemployed at the moment because my mother has rheumatoid arthritis. I live with my folks right now. You know, bad economy. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, it's amazing to me how little I know of what's going on. I'm a man who lives in his basement, pretty much. You know, I don't, uh, I don't leave the house. So there's a whole world out there. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. And you know, Robin, if you get lonely, I would like to see you go to one of these Magic the Gatherings when this there's horrible no pandemic. There's no such is. loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> you could never be that lonely. lonely in the world to get me to a magic concert. You would rather be alone the rest of your life than go oh to a magic together. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, wow. that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? The okay. gathering part? Or? All of it. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Wow, Chris. You must have had a great day that day. 
I I'm did. surprised I we got you back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine I sat on that for two years. Imagine Chris would like run off with all those. Yes, people. he got yeah. captured by the magic people and went off with them. Any hot guys there, or no, no, no good guys? No, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, not. Right. Otherwise, we would have lost him. Otherwise, you right. would have lost me. I mean, you never know. Some of these guys have like you know they're packing, but they're right. weird looking. They have uh, nerd cocks, as they say. JD, you weren't excited to go play Magic: The Gathering? Seriously, I mean, it seems like it was something you cards. might get into. Yeah, yeah no, I've never been into collecting. like the Pokemon or the Magic, the cards. That I've never gotten into that for whatever reason. That's silly. <laughs> I mean, I just never got into it. I don't know what to tell you. I've never been yeah, into this- Dungeons and Dragons. You know, this guy Rick's on the phone. He has Pokemon cards, and he says they sell for five thousand dollars. They do. A box. No, they you, do. Really, Rick? Yeah. What is this? What do you mean five thousand dollars a box? Absolutely. Wow. Hey, Howard. Hey. So you've hey. made five thousand dollars selling Pokemon cards. My son, I bought him these cards since the 90s when he was young. He's 28 now. And I'll buy him the boxes each Christmas. They cost about $100 per box. He recently, I'd say four or five months ago, sold one box for $5,500. And it was really funny because the, he wanted me to be there and I couldn't because I was working. And uh, the other kid was a younger guy that was about 20, 22 that bought him. And he had his dad there kind of watching the whole situation to see what was going on. But uh, he's got a collection that he's had for years, and he has. No, how come JD collects cards and he's the only one not making money? I don't get. <laughs> right. it. Well, I haven't tried to sell okay. any of mine yet, so you know. All right. Well, all that's right. a whole enough other. That. That's a whole other issue. All right. I had enough of all of this. Depressing me. <laughs> Thank so you, John. I. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Chris, yeah. for the excellent Thank report. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I don't did, know did. if we're we're happy now that we know what's going on in the world <laughs> well depressing isn't it dave, dave you play this too magic uh, well yeah i play it to a degree um i primarily sell it though another seller and and, and how many and times a day and how many times a day do you fuck your wife <laughs> I was actually listening to that. I'm also disabled with PTSD, and medicine I have to take, man, maybe like once, twice a week. Mm. It makes it hard to get a... You can get it up. It just makes it hard to get it out. I hear you. Yeah, we've heard that before, <laughs> that you have trouble orgasming with some of these meds. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, guys. Yeah. I don't know how old Dave is or the other guy. Now, Pretty. you get up around where I'm at age-wise... You ain't fucking six times a day. You fuck once. When did you you ever fuck six times a day? You want to know something? I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I dated a girl when I was in college. I met her. She wasn't at my college. We we met. She was a little older than me. We fucked five times a day. I'm telling you. How long were you with this girl? A few weeks. I mean, you know, (laughs) on and off, you know, but we would do it. We would do it. Yeah, and, I understand uh, having a session. Um, and but I this must is be, an everyday thing for these yeah, people. But I must have been so bad at it because she couldn't wait to break up with me. <laughs> oh, God, you would think she was in love. And I did everything. I mean, wow. I, I would even put in her. Um, well, what is that uh, form of birth control? The, that little thing that looks like a trample. The diaphragm. The diaphragm. Yeah. I would load her di. I would load her diaphragm with jelly, stick it in her, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, fuck her. 
And uh, this would go on six times a day. And sometimes my penis would get caught on the diaphragm because oh. you, it, I didn't put it in all the way. Or I, or I, I don't know. It would clip and me. And she didn't even bit. object to the diaphragm being in wrong. She didn't care. She liked it. <laughs> and so, I mean, had no we, had a, we had a very intimate relationship. And I thought, well, she must love me. But nope. Called me up. Goodbye. <laughs> Out the door. Wow. I must have been so bad at it. I mean, I think I think I heard I heard a rumor she left me for a Pokemon collector. Uh, <laughs> I hope she's somewhere listening and, and eating her heart out. Yes, Dave. I I sell these cards, but I don't sell them like I'm, I'm a collector and I sell them. Actually, I own a store uh, where, where people come to play this game and, you know, buy hmm. retail these cards and. I actually work with distributors and whatnot to get the cards to the players. So, I mean, I play. I'm not very good. I, I enjoy it. But, right. But you're, you're so there's, a, the so there's some line. skill, I guess, involved in this game. There must be some skill or something. Who cares? Uh, who cares? All right. All right, Dave, thank you, and, uh, and, and, and thank you for your story and, uh, and your service as well. Wow. Wow, we. Well, you learn about a lot of nonsense. Oh, my God. O.M. God, as Robin said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I often pocket. have this feeling that I was dropped on the wrong planet. And it's days like today. <laughs> I know. I feel like I make too much sense. Uh, pocket, <laughs> you're, uh, you, you have the last word. Go ahead. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, yeah, my, my real name is uh, yeah. actually Jake. It's uh, Jake Pocketstein. <laughs> yeah right. Okay, Jake Pocketstein, what's up? You know the problem with people and their ability to tell a story or tell what's going on, like with the diner lady. Yes, is uh, you guys are very eloquent. You know the regular people don't don't speak I with know. as great addiction as you two. Well, what it is too, and I agree with you, Pocket. You know, I it, you know I'm a guy on the radio. And I used to make phony phone calls to radio shows. And I would get nervous. And a lot of times when someone says, hey, you're on the air, you do get nervous. I don't know what it is. And I'm a guy on the radio and I would get nervous. Even if somebody put me on their radio show, there's something nerve wracking about it. And yes, you're right. I, I try to be as tolerant as possible, Pocket, and 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 let people talk, but sometimes they're so bad at it, and they drag it out. I got to go, or bam, goodbye, because I know I'm <laughs> the audience wants me to. You're you know what I'm saying? Audience. Yeah. But I do, I do apologize for that. I realize some people are not comfortable being on the radio. They call in and they freeze up, and that's very, very true. Thank you for that part. And it doesn't only happen to people on the phone. I finally took a look at Ken Jennings trying to be Alex Trebek. Tell me about that, because I train have been unable wreck. to watch it. Train wreck. Yeah. Go he, ahead. You know, Alex had a demeanor. He was a likable guy. Somebody has coached him to smile all the time. <laughs> so he's got this smile plastered on his face. Yeah. And he could care less. You could tell he could care less about these contestants, but he's trying to engage them and it really feels uncomfortable. And when one of those people gets stuck in a story and they're having trouble telling the story, he has no idea what to do. 
I am so glad to hear it. You know, I have a not I'm not a regular Jeopardy watcher and I, I loved Alex Trebek. I think he was one of the best game show hosts. He was a no nonsense guy, smooth. He had a good look. It was he was just the quintessential uh, guy to do this kind of thing. Plus, you got to be a little bit brighter for Jeopardy. You know, it ain't uh, it ain't Wheel of Fortune with those dummies. You know, you got to be up on your game. You got to know how to articulate uh, certain words and things. So Alex Trebek was great. And I know there's controversy now. For some reason, I have not watched Jeopardy since they started with these hosts. And I was curious about Ken Jennings. And I told you from the beginning. Yes, you that did. Ken Jennings will not be. I don't even know oh, Ken boy. Jennings, but it is very hard to pluck someone out who was a Jeopardy player. And make them the permanent Jeopardy host. John Hine, you're itching to say something. What's up on your mind? You both are nuts. Oh, I haven't watched it. I haven't I watched, watched it. it last night. Okay, Alex. Okay, as Hit great as high. Alex Trebek was, those interactions with the contestants were always awkward and true. They were annoying and they bad. were. So but Ken this is, is worse. You think well, that was but, bad? This is worse. Let's give him a little. Let's give him a little time, Robin, to kind of get acclimated <laughs> and be able to pull off that. But John, why not choose a host that doesn't need time to ramp up? In other words, there are people out there right now who are professional game show. They're announcers. They have the the, the smooth look. They have the voice. Why not just bring <laughs> one of those in? Why are we messing around with a Ken Jennings who needs time to ramp You're up? You're trying Explain to teach that. him how to do it. Because right. Ken Ooh. Jennings is beloved in the Jeopardy community as the all-time greatest player, number one. And number two, right. if you bring in a host who is a name, it's going to take away from the game of Jeopardy. Look, no Why? one watched because of Alec. You watch to play the game. So it could be a distraction if there's somebody Hold who it. is Let more famous. That. Okay. No, it's not about the fame. I'm not looking for someone more famous. What I'm saying is yeah. Alex Trebek was so good because you he disappeared. He did not take over the game. He The game was the most important thing. He wasn't a hump who sat there and made it about himself. Right. You need someone like that. Now, you're right. Alex Trebek's weakest point was when he had to talk to the contestants. He was not good at it. It was hard. It was a disaster. But he ran the game beautifully. And you felt um, like there was somebody in control and you were comfortable. You could pay attention to the game. And they didn't find Alex Trebek because he was a former player of Jeopardy. They found him because he was an announcer and had a certain expertise. What do you say to that? I understand that. And those are good points. But Ken Jennings knows the game of Jeopardy inside and out. So don't tell me that he's That's not, not the able same as running the game. Well, I, when Alex first started hosting Robin... He got panned. People did not like him as a Jeopardy host. It took a long time for the uh -oh. audience to warm up to him. I so, brought as, to Mr. Jump the Shark. He's going to quote history to me. Yeah. Robin, you, kind of, you know what, Robin? You it's hard to argue with a guy you who know. knows the whole history of Jeopardy. How do you argue with this guy? All I'm saying is, look, all right. I'm saying is, Give him a fair shot. Let him grow with the position. See how he does. If he ends up being a bust, then so be it. But I don't think anybody's going to step in there and follow Alex Trebek and be like, you're the next great Jeopardy host. It's just not going to so happen. So you're saying that Art Fleming, good. you're saying that Art Fleming, the original host of Jeopardy. Yes. Was considered the, the consummate host. And that when Alex Trebek came in, he was not liked. 
Is that true or are you making that up? No, no, no. When they brought back Jeopardy, everyone mm -hmm. was wondering why the guy from High Rollers, which Alex had previously hosted, and a couple other game shows was going Excellent to be training. Jeopardy host. Excellent yet, training. Uh, look, he had the goods. I'm not saying that. But he wasn't beloved immediately as he was later in his life. So with Ken well, Jennings, Well, there may be said, something to the fact that there was no immediate transition from Fleming to Trebek. Right. There were the several was years in between. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, there you go. Look, I haven't watched it. I don't have an opinion. Maybe Mr. Jennings will win me over because when I do watch it, I am giving him a chance. So when I eventually watch it. Well, I had no be, opinion. I thought he'd be but, fine. But then I was like, ooh, I feel uncomfortable. Ah, I wasn't enjoying good. the game. John, that's not good. If she feels no, uncomfortable. It, it's not, especially because Robin is a player of the game. You've been there, Robin. You, yeah. You, Robin has you been that there. She, uh, Ralph, what do you want to say? Do you want to weigh uh -oh. in on this? I have to leave, yeah, but go ahead. I didn't, hear what John, I didn't hear what John said, but the, uh, Robin has not explained how unbelievably bad this guy is. First oh, of all, he can't, talk, he can't talk. He thumpers over his words. He looks, no disrespect, but he, does, he looks like a player, not a host. You know, he's a little odd-looking. And what I wonder is, Alex Shebeck has been dying for like two years. What has ABC been doing? Like, they just threw this nudnik in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you right. have a plan? I mean, you're right, but you know what it is. Nowadays, if word got out that ABC was privately auditioning or having conversation about it, host to take over action back oh there would have been a the motherfuckers they need to apologize they, they gotta care about Alex. you know this Alex. is what's going on man <laughs> it's i'm telling you they had to wait till the guy was absolutely cold in the ground before they could even start well, thinking about it this has been going on for months now and abc please stop it because i can't even watch the show anymore i was an avid watcher every night i just can't stand the sound of his voice He's what got they no need to do is go find a guy like alex trebek who has experience hosting game shows who's got a smooth delivery if ralph is right and this guy's fumfering around during the delivery of the of the clues i uh, this could only be stay with the game for a few minutes that's how uncomfortable i was so oh, I had to get he, out of he there. Does, he does his phrasing like Alex Trebek used to do. Like, there's certain things Alex Trebek used to say, you know, to the contestants and stuff. And he says the exact same things, except awfully. That's why know? I here, said he's being here is the key. He's not being himself. Here's the key. John, you would know this. What are the ratings like on Jeopardy since Ken Jennings has been hosting? That's going to give you your crap. answer. No, they're not in the crowd. The ratings went down because they were at the uh -huh. all-time high when Alex was dying. But there's, mm -hmm. it's still the most popular syndicated program that's out there. Well, so wait, what, what does that is, mean? They went from a what to a what? Right. Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Ralph, but they drop. Uh, I mean, go get them. No, well, when <laughs> go get them. But yeah, when get Alex, the work. But the last couple months, what's Ralph doing? Right? He can get. They were at an all-time high, <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph <laughs> Pull him out, out of order. your ass, John. <laughs> get him his numbers. Uh, I love Believe when me, when Ralph barks out order quickly. Go get him. What's the matter? Mr. Spring and they went from what to what, John? Yeah, I mean, you can't just say that. Like, of course they're lower. They're way lower. They're in the okay. crapper. Okay. Okay. Now we've heard a lot. <laughs> said it all. Wow. You've said it all. Now you've said it all. All right. Ralph, thank you for that critique. Uh, to weigh in on all of this, to give us the definitive answer on game yeah. shows, is John Hine Audiobook, who wants to talk about <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. He has some insight. Yes, John. Oh, Vanna. 
Whether it's Chuck, Pat, or a former <laughs> Ultra kicker named Rolf hosting, we can't get enough of that colorful spinning wheel and Vanna twirling her letters on this classic game show. Wheel of Fortune, a Merv Griffin production, features three contestants spinning a wheel with different values and then choosing yeah. a letter to solve a word yeah. puzzle a la Hangman. Yeah, but we're talking about <laughs> Jeopardy. avoid yeah. bankruptcy and losing a turn. Yes, sir. If the I spinners know. can avoid bankruptcy and losing a turn while buying a couple of vowels, they can keep amassing dollars and letters to solve brain teasers like Mary Add a Little Lamb. Chuck Woolery was the original host with Susan. Oh, right. okay, Dick I got enough. I got, I got, I got, I got <laughs> things to do. Okay, He'll never get to Jeopardy. That's right. <laughs> you get John to host. <laughs> well, you know, in the ultimate insult to this whole fucking search for a host. Hit him with the high! Listen to this. The executive producer of Jeopardy is taking over as a host for a stint on February 22nd. Now, now. Look, maybe the guy will be terrific, but... I, I don't know his background, but... Right. What <laughs> happened in our world that, that people no longer call on professional announcers? As someone who has spent a lifetime on the radio, I know these guys. You got uh, you got Booker out there in California. The guy never fumfers. He's terrific. Where do you think they got Ryan Seacrest from? He was a radio guy. That's there's, right. a, there's a ton of these guys. They got a nice look. They can read the questions, and they move the game along. Even Jimmy Kimmel came from radio. He does these games. Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, he has a Jimmy delivery. Kimmel. But <laughs> come on. What are you talking about? Now, I, in all fairness, uh, 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 I have not seen Ken Jennings. I'm going to tune in. I'm now going to evaluate him. And on, on next week's shows, I will give my opinion. All right. And I will tell you definitively whether or not this guy has the goods. Because <laughs> he's had enough time to practice. Now, did I go ahead and evaluate him on the first try? No. I've waited long enough. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna review what I see there. How long do you think it's gonna take him to fit into the role, John? Apparently Because we don't have all day. Yeah, according to you. <laughs> yeah, two, I was gonna I gotta wait. I don't think he's gonna have the time. I mean, he'll be compared to this executive producer who I, I don't understand why they're having him John, do it. How long should Robin wait till she can get comfortable <laughs> with Ken Jennings? Robin, you can wait a solid month or so, I would think, and not watch Jeopardy, and then come back to it, and hopefully right. he'll meet your well, and Ralph's higher standards. In all I, fairness to Mr. Jennings, I, I have not watched him yet, and I could be 100% wrong. Okay, look, we, we did enough shows. We just did, this is, counts as 10 shows toward the, the contract. We should, I should be done with the contract. That's right. Show. We worked an extra day this week. We've given you right. 10. It's crazy the amount of dedication we have to this show. It's ridiculous. Thank you guys for the computer, Robin. Love you, and uh, we'll see everyone. Uh, uh.